Welcome everyone to our service here this morning. It's already been good to be here. And hearing each and every one share, I'm, I'm going to put a little disclaimer out. A lot of people say, are you nervous when you get in front to have a message? I get really nervous. But I could sell in front of 50,000 people and it wouldn't be an issue. And then Brent asked me, what makes you nervous? And I said, because I have to have something inside or I can't give anything. So I have to spend time and study. If you sell, I can ask Steve, we, all we got to do is say numbers. You don't have to study. But to preach is a whole different ballgame. So I just ask that you would pray for me as I share here this morning. So a little, it was about a year ago when I had one of my first times I shared, I shared on being and staying focused on God, having our focus on God, not letting the things around us, the sounds and all the worldly things around us distract us. Today I'd like to share a bit about that we cannot hide from God. doesn't matter what we do, what we say, what we think. God knows what is going on in our life. And what, I'm going to ask a couple of questions before we get started. And the first one is, what are you afraid of? The second one is, are you afraid of stepping out of your comfort zone? Are you so relaxed? And I like the way uh, Merlin shared, he said, we do nothing, or we gain nothing, or something like that. And I'm just going to share a story. might be kind of an earthly story, but I'm scared of water. And the fishermen will probably laugh at me. But in my lifetime, I probably ever fished twice. And that was in a pond. And it was like a month after we got married, we went to Maryland and we drove one of those skidoos. And uh, I fell off close by the docks. And I almost drowned. And, and I thought I was going to drown. And everybody else thought it was funny. But uh, I did not. And that was like 24 years ago. And I have maybe twice been on the water, thanks to Ivan. He got me out there on a boat, not for fishing, just for a lap or two around the lake. But we went to Florida here a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, and it came up that the men were going fishing. And immediately my mind said, I'm going along. I'm stepping out of my box, and I'm going along fishing. I don't care what it is, I'm going. It was the evening before... I asked my brother-in-law, Tom, I didn't say I'll go along, did I? He said, yeah, you did. I said, oh, I don't think so. And I had a battle going on because I was uncomfortable. I had a fear within me. And the next morning we came out to the, the water and I was looking for this boat and was sitting down behind a concrete wall and just had a little cab sticking out. And I was like, that can't be it. That's just a guy waiting. He said, no, that's it, a little 20-footer. And uh, seven of those guys on that boat. He said, how far are we going? He said, ah, six, seven miles. <laughs> so, okay. And... Uh, so we climbed to this boat, and we started out across the lake, and I thought we wanted to get a little ways, and I said, hey, this ain't too bad. I can still see the shore, and this won't be too bad at all. And we only went like two miles, and, and I said, ah, we're going to drop the lines pretty soon. But then he pulled over to one of the docks. He said, what are you doing? He said, I'm getting bait. So we were just getting started. And then fear really set in. I was like, I can still breathe good. I'm not getting blue in the face, and... and uh, so finally we pulled away from the docks, started going out towards the big lake. And I know those captains and the fishermen know the numbers on the post, but he hit one of those numbers and the lover went all the way to the front. I mean, we popped Willie for like eight miles. <laughs> I thought we'll never get there. And, uh, but I haven't prayed that hard for a long time. I had fear all the way. But once he got out there, he finally, we got to the point, I thought we went 30 miles, it seemed like. But we finally got to the spot, 
And he shut the thing down and we started fishing. You know how much fun I had? It was unbelievable. I had so much fun. Now, I would have missed all of that if I would have kept in my little comfort zone and let fear control me. I would have never enjoyed that fishing trip. I would have never enjoyed that sunrise. I would never enjoyed that sunrise we saw that morning. We saw it, it was absolutely amazing. And I caught the most fish. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, sometimes we have to step out of our comfort zone. Even though we're scared, even though it looks fearful, God might be calling you to something bigger and higher that you might miss out by staying level. He wants to get you out there so that he can show you something greater and something better. Another question is, do you have big decisions you have to make that are coming up? Maybe for the small children, are the scared of the dark? God protects you. I remember Pete Coons, used to be our pastor, he's now passed on, but he, he told us one time that he was in bed sleeping, and all at once he heard his son crying. He went over and he laid in his bed and he asked, what's wrong? He said, I'm scared. He said, I'm afraid. He said, it's dark and I can't, I can't see. I don't, I'm, I'm scared of the unknown. And Pete said he just laid there beside him and talked with him about God and talked with him about uh, what God can do to him, for him, comfort him, give him peace. And he said just immediately he closed his eyes and was fast asleep. God cares about the small things in our life. Too so many times we think that it has to be something big when we face God. When we come before him, it's got to be something big. No, he cares about the small things as much as the big things. What are you facing today? Are you worried about finding a place to live and raising a family? Are you worried about moving to the right neighborhood? As a teenager, are you worried that people will accept you just the way you are? Are you worried about a big exam or test that is coming up? People that have just moved in this area recently, are your kids worried about going to a new school? and meeting new students, making new friends. Is that the fear that you have? Are you worried about finding a new career? Is it going to work out? Is it going to be something you like? Are you worried about moving to a new era, new area? Are you worried about finances? God cares about all those details. We can't hide from him. God sees what you're worried about. Take it to him. He cares. He loves you. I'd like to share a couple examples on a couple of characters in the Bible this morning that were afraid, but found out God knows everything. First, as soon as we get into the Bible, we go to the third chapter, is Adam and Eve. They sinned. They disobeyed. They were afraid. They wanted to hide, but God knew where they were. Second one is Joseph's ten brothers. They thought they got rid of their trouble when they sold their brother, but he came back to get them years later. Make peace. Third one is Jonah. God asked him to do a big task. And he tried to run from God. Don't run from God, but run to God. The fourth one is Gideon. He asked God to prove himself over and over. He went to battle with 300 men against the army that the Bible says looked like grasshoppers. God will fight the battle for you. I'd like to turn to Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. 
And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. The Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Verse 10. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou dost not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Here was Adam and Eve. They had it nice. They had it made. They sinned. They disobeyed. And they thought, we'll just hide ourselves. God doesn't know where we're at. God knows where we are at. God knows if we did something bad, if we sinned and we try to run away, God knows where we're at. He knows what we've done. We can't hide. Even though we like to hide sometimes, we can't hide from God. The next one is Joseph's ten brothers. You know, they thought they got rid of their trouble when they sold their brother. It came back to them. Let's go to Genesis 44. And he commanded the steward of his house, saying, Fill the men's sacks with food as much as they can carry, and put every man's money in his sack's mouth, and put my cup, the silver cup, in the sack's mouth of the youngest, and his corn money he did according to the word that Joseph had spoken. And as soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away, they and their asses. When they were going out of the city, and not yet far off, Joseph said unto his steward, Up, follow after the men. And when thou dost overtake them, say unto them, Wherefore have ye rewarded evil for good? Is not this it in which my Lord drinketh? And whereby indeed he divineth, ye have done evil in so doing. And he overtook them, and he spake unto them these same words. And they said unto him, Wherefore saith my Lord these words, God forbid, that thy servants should do according to this thing. Behold the money which we found in our sacks' mouths. We brought again unto thee out of the line of Canaan. How then shall we steal out of thy Lord's house silver or gold? With whomsoever of thy servants it be found, let both let him die, and we also will be my Lord's bondmen. And he said, Now also let it be according unto your words. He with whom it is found shall be my servant, and ye shall be blameless. Then they speedily took down every man his sack to the ground, and opened every man his sack. And he searched and began at the eldest, and left at the youngest. And the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. And they rent their clothes, and laid it every man his ass, and returned to the city. And Judah and his brethren came to Joseph's house, for he was yet there. And they fell before him on the ground. They were afraid. They were scared. And Joseph said unto them, What deed is this that ye have done? What ye not that such a man as I can certainly divine? And Judah said, What shall we say unto my Lord? What shall we speak? Or how shall we clear ourselves? God hath found out the iniquity of thy servants. Behold, are my Lord's servants, both we and he also with whom the cup is found. He said, God forbid that I should do so, but the man is in whose the cup is found, he shall be my servant. And as for you, get you up in peace unto your father. And Judah came near unto him and said, O my Lord, let thy servant, I pray thee, speak a word in my Lord's ears, and let not thine anger burn against thy servant, for thou art even as Pharaoh. Imagine the weight 
these brothers carried all those years. They knew what they had done was wrong. But all at once, this came back to them, and they were scared. They were afraid. Now what are we going to do? Have you already done something you shouldn't have years ago, and it continues to weight you down, continues to burden you down? And it could easily have been unloaded many years ago, but you didn't want to confess it. You were afraid. What would the other person think? And to think of the story of these Amish boys, they were at a church meeting one Wednesday evening, and just for fun, they were teenagers. They went out to one of the pastor's buggy and filled his box with stones, overflowing with stones. It was time to go home. He went out, opened the buggy to get his, get his uh, bridle. He saw it was full of stones. He just, boys were sitting in the bushes watching, see what the response is going to be. And he just slowly unloaded the stones one at a time, harnessed up the horse and went home. Years later, one of those teenager boys said, hey, I want to ask forgiveness. He said, why? He said, I was one of the boys that put those stones in your buggy. Oh, he said, I kind of forgot about it. He said, I unloaded them. I unloaded those stones that evening. You're the one that carried them along all these years. So is there something that you're afraid of? And you don't, you know, you can't unload them right now. Then we can also go to uh, Jonah. Now, Jonah tried to run, but he didn't get too far. Let's turn to Jonah as well. Jonah tries to run from God. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amate saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof, and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid, and cried every man unto his God, and cast forth the words that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was going down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. And they said every one to his fellow, Come and let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is thine occupation, and whence comest thou? What is thy country, and of what people art thou? And he said unto them, I am an Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid, and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. Then said they unto him, verse 11, What shall we do unto thee, that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wrought and was tempious. And he said unto them, Take me up, and cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be calm unto you, for I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, men rode hard to bring it to land, but they could not. For the sea wrought and was tempious against them. Wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not upon us innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men filled the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. And the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Let's go on here in chapter 2 as well. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep in the midst of the seas, and the floods can pass me about. 
All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight. Yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. The waters can pass me about, even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. He was in bad shape here. I went down to the bottom of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life for corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay for that. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Here God was asking Jonah to go and do something big. But Jonah decided that he's going to go his own way. He was afraid, I think, what people would think. He was afraid what would happen if he would go. He was scared. God knew what he was thinking. You know, do we come, sometimes come, you know, we think that we can, can get away from God. We think that we can run away from God. If we're living in maybe uh, doing things we shouldn't, and we're fearful, we're afraid. It says here that he was praying this prayer out of the belly of the whale. He had uh, seaweeds and everything wrapped around his head. He was in the pit. It doesn't matter how far we go down in the earth. God knows we're there. It doesn't matter if we're on top of a mountaintop. He knows we're there. We might be going through a bad time in our life. We might, as it says, he was behind bars. He was not having a good time. He had seaweeds wrapped around his head. It was not going well for him. Have we ever been in that position that we thought that we were by ourselves? And all we could, all that was left to do was cry unto him. When you finally realize, you know, God knows where I'm at. Even in the belly of a whale, in the ocean. Next one I want to share on is, is, uh, on Gideon. The other three I shared on is, I like those examples very much, but I really like the example of Gideon, how he was supposed to go and fight this big army. And he had 32,000 men that were supposed to join him in fighting this army. But God said, you have way too many. He said, those that are afraid and are scared, sent them home. So what happened? 20-some thousand left. And he was left with 10,000 men to fight a big battle. And God said, you still have way too many. So he took them down to the water. He said, those that lap like a dog are the ones that stay. The rest can go. And how many did he have left? 300. He had 300 men left to fight an army that is, the Bible says looked like a field full of grasshoppers or locusts. And what I like about this story here is it doesn't matter how big our circumstance is. God will fight your battle. He will come through for you. I think sometimes we get to the point like we, we, we just can't go on. The battle is way too big. I just don't think we can handle this. But God cares about our circumstance, our situation we're in. He will fight the battle for you. He wants you, he wants us all to be at peace. He doesn't want us to carry the weights, those stones of weight with us. Why does he do that? Because he cares for us. He loves us so much. Are you facing something today that looks almost impossible? God will help you. He will comfort you. He will put your arms around you, whatever it may be. I'd like to read a couple of verses here yet. Second Timothy 1.7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Next one is Isaiah 41.10. God says to fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
You know, sometimes we just want to go into our bed and put our head underneath the pillow and just cry. But you know, God knows you're there. Don't be afraid to share with God. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're facing. You know, some of us have different places where we like to go to and cry. God knows it. He will meet you there. I'd like to read Psalms 27 yet. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now let's focus on verse 5 here. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. I like this picture. I like this picture that he has here that if I think of our pavilion at home, it's, it can be raining or it can be snowing or blowing. I can sit underneath there and I can stay dry. I like to get that picture the same way God protects us. When we go to him, it says here that he will hide me in his pavilion. He knows the things we face. It doesn't matter our age. It doesn't matter our family. We all have different things we face. God knows all about it. He will meet you the time you want him. He'll be there for you. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, Seek ye my face. My heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not. Neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. There's a song yet that I, I'm not sure the title of it, but uh, it says, I will stand by you. You can find that in Joshua 1, nine. He will help you through Hebrews 13.6. When you've done all you can do and you can't cope, Isaiah 40, verse 29. I will dry your eyes, Revelations 21.4. I will fight your fight, Deuteronomy 3.22. And I will hold you tight and won't let you go, Psalm 63.8. Those are the promises of God. So if you're scared, you're afraid this morning of the future, if you're facing things in your life, is it in family? Is it in business? Making decisions. God knows all about it. He knows all about it. All you got to do is come before him. He's more than willing, more than glad to take that off of you. We have a loving God, a God that cares for us. Thanks, everyone, for your prayers. Now let's bow yet for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come to the close of this service today, Lord, we just thank you so much for being with us today. And Lord, we just ask that you would be with each and every one of us. Lord, that we do not live in fear, but Lord, that we look to you every day to give us direction and guidance. And Father, that we do not try to run away from you, but Lord, that we run to you because you created us and you love us. And Lord, you care so much for us in every little instance in our life, every circumstance we go through. 
Father, that we don't think it's too small or too big, but the Lord, that we come before you and lay ourselves in front of you and say, Lord, I need you because, Lord, I can't do this alone. Lord, just take any fear that any of us in here have and just cast it out, Lord, and just fill us with your love and your spirit. Father, we just ask that you be with us the remainder of the day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.